Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. So today I'm going to continue our series, right? We've been talking this entire month about what it means to take risks and pursue greatness. And a lot of that is about how do we leave our comfort zones to really be able to embody individual and collective spiritual growth and development. And here at Unity North Shore, the, the different weeks and themes that we're guiding you through this month are really who we say we are as a community. And so today I'm going to be talking about the idea of collaboration. So what I want to do is first give us a really brief working definition of what I mean when I say collaboration and what we mean here at Unity North Shore. It's about working together to embody and engage truth. So working together to embody, to be the face of God, to be the feet of God, to be the hands of God, to be the mouth of God, to engage and embody truth together. You know, I was sold on this community in part, in large part due to the fact that this community really holds that idea of collaboration as something that is important. And not that it's just this really cute idea that we're doing because it's a la trend, right? Or it's this thing that makes sense because it makes the work easy. But collaboration for us is really foundational about how we engage in truth and how we understand God. And so I was blessed to be brought into this community and share um, space a leadership with Reverend Kirk Condra, who is just the, the consummate epitome, I think, of the spiritual uh, idea of collaboration. When I came in, it wasn't about ego as the newbie you know, minister. It was really about how do we work together? How do we bring out truth? How do we engage truth? How can he sort of be the facilitator for me as he collaborated with me in this ministry to be able to allow me to grow? And so that initially when I started here was such a huge part of why I invested so deeply and became so in love with this community. But it happens everywhere in what we do. It just happened this week, for example. We were in our staff meeting with uh, Kate Jordan, who is our um, office coordinator. And so she's amazing. I was telling the story this morning how she actually was a youth and family person at Unity Chicago for many years. And my daughter was raised in youth and family ministry there for so many years with Kate. So it's a beautiful thing. 
But this week we were talking about, well, what are we going to talk about next month for the June series? And actually it was Reverend Kurt and I who were having this conversation in front of her virtually. And she just said, what about if we did this? I'm not going to tell you all because you've got to wait for the June series. But she came out with this idea and we sort of just started spitballing and talking and just getting this amazing energy together. And all of a sudden we were just so excited and jazzed about what we were going to be doing for June. And I think that's part of the spirit that we embody here in this community, that each and every one of you are part of that energy that you share, that we want to continue to augment and to share into the world because we all are in this together. If the last year and some change has taught us anything, it has certainly taught us that. You know, I grew up with a very keen notion of collaboration in part because I grew up in a poor community. So many of you know my story. I grew up on the south side of Chicago in a very impoverished neighborhood. And so collaboration was really survival. We collaborated together as a family, as a community, because it meant all of us being able to persevere, endure, thrive, and grow. Even culturally, I come from a background of that. So I think about it, just attended a couple weeks ago with my partner, uh, a quinceanera. So those of you who don't know what that is, that's when uh, a young girl turns 15 years old and she's presented to the community and to her spiritual life as well. And so traditionally in quinceaneras, as well as in weddings in Mexican culture and many Latin American cultures, you have the idea of what is called the padrino, the madrina's system. So that's like the godmother and godfather system. And it's people that step forward as part of the community that say, yes, I'm going to um, host this particular area. I'm going to give funds and donation for this particular area of the festivity. So they may donate the Bible or they may donate the dress or the flowers or what have you. And so part of that is I reflected on that idea is thinking about how that is such a beautiful thing. You know, oftentimes in our culture, and I mean by American culture, Western culture as a whole, we're raised to think that we have to do it alone. We're raised to think that you know, you've got to pick yourself up by your bootstrap ethos, right? We've got to do it on our own. We've got to stay in pride in our independence. You can't ask for things. You can't show your weakness. You can't show that you need something. And that reminded me of the beauty of collaborating, the beauty of asking, the beauty of engaging other people to be part of this experience, not from a place of lack, but from a place of joy and a place of abundance to be able to allow people to be part of a sacred journey. So, you know, I kind of kept tapped into some of that since I was younger, but I do believe this community is so much part of that. But the idea then is like, why is it that we don't collaborate more as a whole in our culture and in society? Why is it that churches don't collaborate more? Why is it that we don't see more collaboration with nonprofit groups or leaders or countries, nations? And again, a lot of that has to do with this idea of how we've been socialized as human beings to engage the world. And a lot of it has to do with ego. We are 
so into our egos oftentimes that we want to be able to move forward and say what we want and do what we want and not have to answer to anyone or not have to ask anyone. Maybe there are some of you who've been hurt along the way by trusting other people. And so you think by doing it alone, then that's something that is going to keep you safe. So all of these things factor into the reasons why we as a culture and society don't engage in the concept of collaboration more. It's interesting, I was talking uh, with Reverend Kurt this week about leadership and the church and where we're at and where we're moving. And he said that he was really inspired by the group of women that have started a book club around the divine feminine and that he really saw how people were engaged. Everyone takes a turn as leader of the group, as facilitator of the group, proposing book ideas, proposing sites to host the meetings now that we're not virtual anymore, those kinds of things. And so he was saying that he was really inspired to hear how that has really engaged other people and how also people may be entered our community through some of these small group ministries like the Divine Feminine Group and are now members. And so what does that mean? And so it didn't occur to me until that moment that I said, oh, we're embodying the Divine Feminine Principle as a leadership principle. And so that is what opens up the space. And I really want to hold that I want to hold that for a second for us to really understand. Again, I'm not talking about male and female. I'm talking about this energetic presence of the divine feminine that is so important in this time that we remember. Collaboration is such a big part of that energy. There are so many studies that look at female leadership whether it's in the corporate world and you know, uh, Fortune 500 companies or what have you. And one thing research has shown is that women leaders embody much more than men the concept of collaboration. And research has further shown that collaboration is so important in moving productivity or engagement or however you want to phrase it in whatever sort of sector you're in, that it is so important. So there's studies upon studies that show this. So the question I want to ask everyone today, we have that documented proof. Why is it and how is it that we can think through how we can engage that more? This is not a new concept. If we think about the foundations of our unity movement, it was really all about collaboration. Let's think through the first thing that we can identify we have Charles and Myrtle Fillmore that were co-leaders, co-founders. That in of itself already gives us this beautiful energetic, these beautiful energetic roots to think about because we have leadership that was collaborative between the two of them from the onset. And if we think about the time in which unity was started, at the turn of the century, Women didn't even have the right to vote at that time. Yet there was a deep understanding that there was not just an importance to have more than one face out there, but there was an importance to have that balance, that respect for female leadership. And so we have that energy. And then when we move forward and think about all the other elements that unity brought into its structure, even the idea of prayer teams. We talk about it as prayer chaplains now, but in its inception, it grew leaders 
in the community to be the face and the feet and the hands and the voice of God as prayer leaders. And so that's part of our DNA spiritually. That's part of our roots that I really want us to connect into and understand that this is who we are as a people. This is who we are as a way to embody truth. This is who we are as a way to embody God in this world by collaborating. The truth of our being is not simply an internal truth. The truth of our being is executed out in the lived community as we build communion and community with others. It's in that time and space where we are actual, we are visible, we are engaging our God by working and being and creating and loving together. That is really where the spiritual rubber hits the road, where you're engaging in that collaboration to be spirit in motion with others. So a truth student, a truth seeker, a unity person, a new thought person, a Christian, a lover of life, of the universal expression, is one who collaborates both inside and outside as a faith community. Let's go a little further to think about our DNA, our roots, right? Jesus. To me, Jesus was the perfect collaborator, the epitome of collaboration. If we think about even just many of the healings that we read about in the New Testament that Jesus performed, and one of my favorite passages I always think about and talk about is sort of the perfect one, you know, is the women who t woman who touched the hem. Because he says to her, by your faith, you are healed. By your faith, you have been made whole. He doesn't take credit for it. He's telling her, we've collaborated on this. Uh, you've touched my hem, but you understood that you had that power. I facilitated. I opened a space for you, perhaps. I energetically am here and open, but you came in and you understood. You rode that wave of energy with me to be able to then ascend, descend, however you want to think about it. That was collaboration. Many of the healings and the ways in which he's engaging people in his ministry is about bringing them in, about engaging them, about telling them these things you will do and even greater. And if we look at the fact he had 12 disciples, he had them going out oftentimes by themselves or in pairs or what have you to be able to do the work. It wasn't just about him. It was about creating this structure, this leadership, this movement of truth to be able to heal people, to have people feel in a way that they hadn't felt in a long time, to remember their divine essence. And so again, we have that that is what it means to be a new thought Christian based on the teachings of Jesus. Our master teacher is telling us we are part of this collaborative energy. This is what it means to engage God. So I invite you today to really think about collaboration as sacred. It's not about how we sort of talk about it in our culture. Again, it's something useful as something um, 
fun as something necessary in that way that's about production, but to think about it as transformative. How is collaboration in our lives a way that we transform ourselves and others? So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, a series of questions that, you know, just take a moment right now and take a deep breath and just really connect to this energy of collaboration. We are collaborating right now. I am collaborating with you as you hear my voice, as your mind is receiving, as your heart, as your core is receiving this message. We are collaborating this energy here together to understand how we can go inward and outward to be God in this world. So take a deep breath into that knowing and ask yourself, in what ways could collaboration allow me to have greater influence, greater impact as a person, as a human being, as a leader? How can we do that? How can you do that? The other question, do I value the talents and insights of those that I lead? Do you value the insights and talents of those you lead in your home? Do you value the insights and talents of your children? This is one of the key areas that I've learned over the years being a parent. A child is about, not a child anymore, she's about to turn 21, is we have to also understand they are spiritual beings that have come into this iteration of life perfect and whole. And so, yes, we are leading them, but they are also leading us. They are teachers of us. How do we open that space for them to embody their leadership by listening, by collaborating with them? How might you do that as a parent, as a family? How might you do that moving forward in this community, in your home church community? How might you do that in your workspace? Are you a manager? Are you not a manager, but you can still engage in collaboration with people, your coworkers, if your heart is open to it? How might that change your workspace? How might you engage in your community in ways to collaborate and do good in the world? Questions I ask. And within this, I'd like you to think about what am I doing to communicate value to people? What am I doing in all of these sacred spaces, because they are all sacred spaces, what am I doing, how am I being, what am I saying to communicate to people, you are the face of God. I value you. I see the Christ within you. I know that the Christ exists within you. And we are the same Christ energy working together. And lastly, I'm going to ask you to think about what might be some of the anti-collaborative ways you are engaging in the world that you need to let go of? What are some of those ways that are anti-collaborative, whether it's phrases or things that you do and say to others or even to yourself that break down that collaborative energy. How can you let that go today? So I'm gonna wrap up right here. 
because I've got a lot, I gave you a lot of stuff to think about here today. But I want us to really think that, again, collaboration is a sacred act. It is a sacred journey. It is a sacred process that brings us to our truth. So moving out into the world, what does that mean for you? And it's going to look different for everybody. But what does that mean for you? How can you really take this into your mind and into your heart and into your core to be able to be out in the world in this way? I'm going to leave you with a quote from the incomparable and amazing Dolly Parton. who is really known for doing a lot in the truth community, whether we realize it or not, in terms of just this perspective that she brings. I'm a huge country music fan of Dolly Parton. And here's what she once said. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. All of us are leaders. Many of us don't see ourselves as leaders, but every single person, like the song that we started before I began here, the song tells us that we, the earth sings, the universe sings as we are born to remind us that we are God in expression. So you are all leaders. What can you do in your life to dream more, to inspire more, to be more for yourself that then opens up a space for others? And a quick way that I'll share with you, the difference is not about do it this way. You need to do it this way. It must be done this way. Here's what I think. But it's a way of then switching that and asking others and even yourself, what if we, what if we explored it this way? Changes the dynamic so subtly but so profoundly when it goes from an I to a we. It creates an opportunity for better problem solving, for building trust, for building leadership, for building God, building the community of the faithful, building the community of truth, being in our Christ consciousness, in our Christ energy, in our Christ being to be truth. Through collaboration, we uphold God's grand design for us to live and thrive within community. We are in that space. We are God in expression by doing this. And as leaders, general collaboration shows others that we have valued their God-given talents. We have valued them as spirit in motion and that we have that unique insight that each of us is critical to this transformation, this healing, and this success. So we treat others. I want us to move out of this space today knowing and affirming that we can treat those we lead, whatever that means, as valuable creations of the loving spirit. And so we affirm here together that we are better together than on our own. We affirm here today and we remember who we are as unity, who we are as individuals, but also a collective, and how working together is so crucial as we advance these principles, this energy, and God's work 
in this world. Let's take that into a time of meditation. Let's open ourselves up even further. I invite you to just close your eyes and relax into the presence. Relax into that energy of eternal being. Take some deep breaths. Allow yourself to relax, whatever that means. And just allow spirit to lead you. Your mind may have not integrated everything you heard, but your soul, your spirit has. Trust that whatever message was for you has been received. Whatever you are being called to do, you already know. And so we breathe into this collaborative, energetic, virtual space that we create, knowing and affirming that spirit moves beyond presence physically. Spirit moves beyond time and space. And so we connect here and now to that divine presence and to each other as we affirm collaboration as our sacred journey. We open our spirits up to ask those questions. How can we embody that collaborative effort? How can we embody that collaborative love? How can we embody engaging ourselves and others? How can we forgive? How can we let go to be able to trust that others can lead us, to trust that others can co-lead with us, to trust others to know that we are okay and we are safe. How do we open our hearts in this moment to ask others for what we need? To ask if we are hurting for a word a prayer, support. We don't have to do it alone. We don't have to suffer alone. We can collaborate with others to lead us, to guide us, to facilitate and be the hands and the feet and the voice of God. We think this community for holding that sacred space of collaboration so actively that energy is moving and flowing within us and among us and it is bursting out into the world that's creating a new tomorrow a hope and a faith and a joy and a possibility where people are growing and communities are growing and there is peace and there is love and there is a knowing that we are all connected, that we matter and everyone is valued. All lives matter. We thank God for that knowing as we affirm and so it is, and so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you, and again, thanks for joining.